This morning we're going to continue with the series that we started a few weeks ago called The Timeless Ten. And uh, we're working our way through the Ten Commandments. And today we're on commandment number five, honor your father and mother, Exodus 20, verse 12. <clears throat> um, let's, let's think about where we've been so far in, in our journey through the Timeless Ten, the Ten Commandments, that God gave mankind to show us how to please God and how to, to live a blessed life. That, those are the two results uh, that will happen if we will uh, follow the Ten Commandments in our lives. We've seen that pleasing God means making Him the most important thing in our life. Uh, not by what we say, but by the way we live our lives. Uh, by the way we make our decisions, the the way we spend our money, the way we choose our relationships, the, the way we spend our day, the, the way we face our problems. In all, in all of those areas, we talked about we, we go to God first uh, in, in those uh, areas of our lives. We've seen that idols should play no part in our life. Uh, in fact, we, we need to get rid of idols if we have them. Now, maybe we don't worship a golden calf and go to a pagan temple uh, like uh, they did back, back in, in ancient times, but uh, are there other things in our lives that dominate our time, our thoughts, our devotion that we put above God? Uh, we are encouraged to try to identify those things in our lives. And we gave you some, some, uh, some questions that we could ask ourselves that could help identify things that we might worship. Uh, and we need to eliminate them or, or at least move them down on our priority list so that God is first in all things. Uh, we looked at God's name, Yahweh, which was the name that God gave Moses uh, on Mount Sinai or at the burning bush. And, um, and that means I am who I am. That's God's name. I am who I am. We wear the name of God. We wear the name of Christ. Uh, and and when, as we wear that name, we need to, to look and, and, and think about how we wear it. Are we, are we misrepresenting God selfishly as we wear the name of Christ? Uh, and, and just know that our, our lives need to honor his name as we wear it. We've seen that the, the creator of our bodies knows what's best for us, and he knows that we need rest, regular, consistent rest. We need time to rest our bodies. We need time to focus on relationships, to focus on worship. <clears throat> if we obey God's command to rest, we will be blessed both physically and spiritually. Let me take a break just a moment and plug in my tablet. <clears throat> I just got a warning that my battery was low. <laughs> uh, remember what we talked about a little bit last week, all the things that the Apostle Paul and my dad never had to worry about in ministry, like batteries. Okay. Um, <clears throat> So God calls us to rest. He, he, he invented our bodies. He created our bodies. And uh, he calls for us to rest our bodies. God gave the Ten Commandments to his chosen people 
to guide them as they began their journey to become this brand new nation uh, that he created to lead the world to salvation. Uh, in order to be successful in that, in leading the world to salvation, uh, uh, these life principles, the Ten Commandments, needed to become a part of who they were. A, a people who worshipped the one true God and only Him. A, a people who trusted Him to know what was best for them, like they need rest. If they were going to make it, the nation of Israel, if they were going to make it to bring in the world Jesus, which was their ultimate mission, these commandments that he was giving them needed to, to not just be rules that they followed. These principles needed to become who they were. So then, after these, after these four commandments that we've covered so far, came commandment number five. Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother so you, that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, let me ask you, have you ever wondered about commandment number five? Uh, right in the middle of the 10, right, right after have no other gods, have no idols, don't take the Lord's name in vain, uh, remember the Sabbath, and before, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery, don't, co don't, don't covet. Right in the middle is obey your parents, <laughs> honor your parents. Have you ever looked at number five and literally thought, ah, that's, that's just kid stuff? <laughs> Meaning, this one's just for the kids. I have, I've thought that before. Maybe this one should be in the children's version of the Ten Commandments, along with Children should be seen and not heard. Respect your elders. Clean up your room. Wash behind your ears, you know, and honor your mother and father. How often have we read commandment number five and thought, okay, kids, gather around. Here's your command. The Bible says honor your parents. And if you do, you'll live a long life. Got it? Okay, off you go. Have fun. Now back to the adult stuff. Does commandment number five have any relevance to adults? Well, let's talk about that for a few minutes this morning. I think most of us would agree that even as adults, we should honor our parents. We should respect them. We should love them. We should seek to take care of their needs as long as they live. Now, if you grew up in an ideal family, you know, a family where mom and dad are or married, and they loved each other, and they worked together to love and support you. Honoring your mom and dad in that circumstance as an adult is easy, isn't it? In fact, their example taught you to do the same thing, to love your spouse, to love and support your children. Your family is modeled after the family that you grew up in. So honoring your mom and dad is not only easy, but you're eager to do it. But there are likely some who may be watching today who might struggle with that, honoring your mother or father. Some who might think, you know, my parents, my mom, my dad, 
are not very honorable. They abandoned me. They abused me. They neglected me. I never felt loved by them. Must I honor them? You know, that's a dynamic that many struggle with as adults in our culture today. Many may have one parent that they feel that deserves to be honored, but not the other one. Maybe your parents were or are like they are because that's what they experienced when they were growing up. And as you look at your family now, you see that this same pattern is developing in your family too. How many have promised themselves, I will never be like that when I have a family? No. It's going to be different with me. My children will never feel the hurt that I felt from my parents. But yet as you look at where you are, you see that you went down the same path. You went to the same place that they did. And you are experiencing the same thing with your family. The, the same results. People who grew up in an alcoholic family or a family with anger and abuse. Even though they promised themselves that that's never going to happen to them. One day they find themselves drunk and angry. Just like dad or mom was. Why does that happen? Even when we promise ourselves that will never happen. Why does it still often happen? You know, human nature is interesting when it's left on its own to make its own choices. When, when our lives are bombarded every day, especially as a child, with, with negative images, negative experiences, when we're, when we're very young, when, when all we see is hurt and neglect and a failure to set boundaries in our lives, when that's all we know, when, when we have very few positive references to focus on, our natural tendency is to continue to do what we know. And when all we know is chaos and hurt and no moral boundaries, that's where we eventually end up often. But as some have discovered, especially when they, along their life decide to turn to God and to focus on him and his way you discover that you don't have to follow in those destructive footprints anymore you don't have to do that you can be the generation in your family that plots a new course one where honoring mom and dad is easy because you now a mom or a dad, have made it a priority in your life to do things God's way. You know, I have known many couples and single parents who have said, you know what, it ends here. It ends here. The destructive pattern ends with me, with my family. From now on, I will seek God's plan, God's way for my life and for my family. Because I understand that his way 
will be so much better for me and for my children and for my grandchildren and for their children. If, if my focus is changed, so will theirs be. You know, when God gave my, Moses the Ten Commandments, as he was preparing his people to represent him to the world as the nation of Israel, he gave them the ideal plan for success, for prosperity, for happiness, for peace of mind, for peace of heart. Put me first above all things. Rest your body, your mind, your soul. Treat each other with respect, with kindness, with commitment. And moms and dads, be the kind of mom and dad who are easily respected by their children. Moms and dads who focus on God and treat all others, especially their children, with love, respect, kindness, commitment. Be moms and dads who are easily respected. You know, there is a move movement in our country today that calls for the abolishment of the nuclear family. Organizations who are marching in the street today uh, who unapologetically call for the end of the traditional family. And they are pursuing that end. Their ultimate goal uh, for the, is that the government take the primary role of raising your children. They call for, for you to turn your children over to them. Let them teach them. Let them tell them who to follow and what to believe and what to think. They would decide what your career would be, what you eat, what you drive, where you live. They decide whether your thoughts are appropriate and whether your actions are even allowed. Their voices are loud and sometimes angry and often violent. They promise a utopia where everyone is equal and all live in harmony if you follow their lead. To many, this sounds reasonable. Yeah, it makes sense that we all have the same and we all think the same. That all of our needs are met. No one goes without. All we have to do is follow them and let them be in charge. And all of society's problems will be solved. That sounds great. Until we discover that we might not necessarily agree with what they say is right. What they tell us that we can or cannot say or think or do. They set the boundaries, and more often than not, the boundaries are contrary to God's boundaries. And if we dare disagree, there's a price to pay. The creator of mankind never meant for us to turn our lives over to a government and let them tell us how to live. Nor does he want us to go the other way. We were just talking this morning about pendulums. <laughs> Nor does he want us to go the other way and have no structure, no foundation, no moral boundaries. Because when we do that, there is always chaos, pain, abuse, neglect, betrayal no no god gave us the perfect plan the perfect 
foundation, the perfect community that gives us the very best chance to thrive, to have purpose, to experience joy and happiness and please God at the same time. It's called the family. The family. A mom and a dad who love and serve God, who love and care for their children, and they teach their children to love and serve God too. If Israel, God's, God's chosen people, if they are to survive, the family must survive and thrive. And a huge part of that survival is that they honor their fathers and their mothers. And just as it is today, if moms and dads want to be honored, they need to seek to be honorable. They need to be the kind of mom and dad that God wants them to be. So, what do honorable parents look like? What do they do? Well, they love their children, of course. They feed them, they clothe them, give them what they need day to day. They love them by encouraging them, by protecting them. When they are, are, are very young, especially, they love them by setting up boundaries to keep them safe, safe from themselves, safe from the circumstances in their life, safe from people who might harm them. Like don't run in the street, don't speak to strangers, don't play with scissors. And of course, one of the greatest and most important characteristics of any honorable mom and dad is that they teach their children to love and serve God. And, and, and they teach them not just by their words, but more importantly, by their actions, by the way they live their lives, by their example, as they love and serve God themselves. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they're old, they will not turn from it. In Luke chapter 15, verse 11 through 32, Jesus gives us a great example of this truth in Proverbs. <clears throat> we call this story that he told the prodigal son. It's the story of a family, a father and two sons. Now, mom is not mentioned in this story, so perhaps she has died. We don't know. <clears throat> but it seems that it's dad who is a single parent who loves his two boys. One of the boys, the older one, is faithful and loyal to his dad. <clears throat> the younger one has a rebellious streak. And he decides that he wants to be out on his own, out from under his father's rule. And so he takes his inheritance that his father agrees to give him, and he leaves. Each of the boys were taught the same. They were taught to work hard. They were taught to be responsible. They were taught the difference between right and wrong. Both were loved and cared for. And we assume, since Jesus is telling the story, that both were taught to love and serve God as well. Yet one boy decides to leave and go his own way, where he discovers that wine, women, and song can only go so far before your life crashes on you. 
and you realize that everything you, your dad told you and taught you was right. So, the young son, son humbly came home, asked for forgiveness, and his honorable father welcomed him with open arms. The lessons his father had taught him during his life stayed with him, even in his rebellion, and ultimately saved him. In Deuteronomy, we read in chapter 6, verse 5 through 7, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Here is the picture of parents who are called to love God with all that is in them, with all their heart and their, their soul and their strength, with everything that's in them. Love the Lord your God, parents, with all that's in you. And make teaching your children about God your highest priority. Impress these commandments, uh, the, their, their love of God. Impress these things on your children. How? How? By talking about God. By, by talking about how to serve Him all the time. While you're sitting around the house. On your way to taking them to school. At night, just before you go to bed. In the morning at breakfast time. Talk about God every day, throughout your day to your children. Find ways to insert God in everything you do. Showing them, demonstrating to them that God is of highest importance in your life. Now, we know that no one is perfect. No parent is perfect. We, we learn that right away the moment we become a parent. None of us will ever reach that ideal of being a perfect mom or dad. But this we must understand. God is commanding our children to honor us. And they're watching to see exactly what they are honoring. And the truth is, they will honor whatever they see, whatever we present to them, our example. Moms and dads, God is calling you to lead your children to God. It's our primary role as parents. We don't turn it over to the church and let the church lead them to God. We don't turn them over to a week of camp or vacation Bible school and let that lead them to God. No, moms and dads, we are called by God to lead our children to God. And they're watching you and they're watching me. They're watching us and they will honor what we show them in our life. And so, if you teach them that God's important, but He's no more important than sports, or school, or working, or making money, if you show them with your life that God is just something you do on Sunday or once in a while, they will honor you 
by doing the very same thing. For example, boys might learn that church is just for women and children, not for men. Girls might learn that marriage is an option, but not really necessary for starting a family. And what you teach them, they will teach to their children and your children's children. God's command to honor our parents was given to Israel as one of the ideals of God's plan for them, the Ten Commandments. And, and, and his goal was for them to be the shining light of God to the world, and, and they could be that if they would make these commandments a part of who they were. The success of this new nation lies in thousands of small communities within the nation. Families. Families. Each doing their part to serve God. Starting with moms and dads. Teaching their children to make God a priority in their life. The message I give to moms and dads this morning is this. No matter how old you, your children are, even if they're grown and on their way, you will never stop being their mom and dad. You know that. You know that. If your children are young, if you haven't already decided, decide right now, this day, that from this point on, my number one priority as a mom or a dad is to teach my children to love and serve God above all other things. And not just by what I say, but by what I do, by the way I live my life, by my example that I give them every day. And know this, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to start. If you realize that you have neglected this, you've put God down on the same level as other things and not really lifted him up, um, that, that maybe you haven't placed the urgency on it that you should have. Start today to begin to do that. To begin to make it right with your children. Start today by sitting down with your spouse and, and trying to be united on this effort. You know, this, this is what we need to do. This is what God calls us to do. And then sit down with your children and say, you know what, we need to start a brand new course with this family. A new direction for us. And it begins, kids, with me, your mom, your dad. God wants you to honor us, kids. And we know that this is only truly going to happen if we're being the kind of parents that God wants us to be. And even if our children are grown, and for many listening, that's, that's where you are, we still even today, could go to them and, and talk to them about where we are now and, and where we want to go and maybe talk about mistakes that we may have made or priorities that we got wrong when they were younger and what, what we know to be right now. With God, it's never too late to begin to make things right. And may we all remember that God calls us all to honor our parents even if maybe they were not always honorable. 
as maybe you've learned the better way since you've grown and, and you've learned God's way and accepted Christ as your Savior, you can forgive them for the mistakes that they may have made and you can love them. No matter, no matter what, you can love them as Christ loved you and loved me for the mistakes we've made. You can be there for them in their old age. Maybe there was neglect from them when you were young. But with the grace that God has given you by God, you can not neglect them, but honor them by being there for them in their time of need. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 5 verse 8, Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. Children, even grandchildren, put your religion into practice. <clears throat> put your faith in Jesus into practice by honoring the person who gave you life and making sure that their needs are met. Commandment number five is just what God's plan for Israel and for us as followers of Jesus needed. In God's ideal plan, the family, the family is where faith is born, where faith grows, where faith matures. The place where mom and dad, where parents live their faith by loving and serving God and teaching their children to do the same. So let's not change God's plan, but let's reinforce it today by honoring our parents and seeking to be parents who are honorable. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so, so much for being the wonderful father that you are. You are the perfect father, Lord. And you have demonstrated that in so many ways by the way that you love us and take care of us, guide us, discipline us, uh, welcome us back when we've made mistakes with open arms. The parable that your son told was really about you and how you love us. And so thank you for being the wonderful father you are and, uh, and it's easy to honor you. Lord, help us, if we're parents, to, to be honorable, to be the kind of parents who, who, who our first priority is to love and serve you. And our first priority as mom and moms and dads is to teach our children to love and serve you too, above all other things, so that they can do the same for their children. And Father, uh, help us to make sure that we honor our parents uh, that we love and support them, even if maybe they weren't as honorable as they should have been. Help us to, to forgive them, to, to go to them and, and, and meet the needs that they have, to let them know how much that we do love them. Father, you have blessed us with moms and dads who, who gave us life and help us to obey this commandment to honor them in our lives. Father, I thank you so much uh, for the Ten Commandments and and, uh, and help us to, to consider each one of them 
uh, and, and make sure that we are doing our very best uh, to apply them to our lives and today to honor our moms and dads. If we do, Lord, uh, it, it, it's a promise that we'll live longer if, if we do that. And so thank you, Father, for this great commandment and your great love for us. In Jesus' name, amen.